Hello, Guardians. Welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. I am your host, Corey Derrigan. Alongside me, as always, is the vault dwelling, Jotun Toten, Hive Guardian himself. Flawless. Flawless Guardian, Josh Finney. Hi, Josh. I had to get, I had to get that in there. You did. Hi, I Corey. forgot. I, I should have had it ready. I should have had it ready. I should have had We're going to have an entire Trials conversation tonight because I played so much this weekend. And it's not just, be- it truly is not because I went flawless. That is definitely part of it. It's the highlight. But to be fair. Hey, the highlight, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it was pretty great. It was a great weekend. I celebrated so much when it happened that my headset ripped out of the socket and I was like screaming in my apartment to who I thought was in my party. And I finally realized my cord was just like flailing around. So I plugged back in and he was like, you went silent mid scream. (laughs) He's like, I genuinely thought Chelsea like yanked the headset off. And I says, nope, it's... It's all good. I am, um, I'm down. I'm dead. This, this is, God, dude, Trials feels so good. <laughs> it felt so good to go flawless. Yeah. I can't even, I can't even begin to describe it. To get, to go to the lighthouse, to, we conga lined with Saint. It was great. I, I spent probably a half hour exploring everything in there, taking all the pictures and videos humanly possible. Um, and I hope it becomes a regular thing. It is definitely more attainable than it's ever been before. Ugh. I just really want to have words with whoever at Bungie put hipfire grip on Reed's regret. Because I'm very upset that my ad, uh, my adept Reed's regret dropped with hipfire grip on it. Yeah. Very upset. Very upset. Oh, you're fine. But... You're fine. I'm not fine, Corey. I worked hard for that. I earned it. And I was rewarded with hip firing grip and firing line. Mm-hmm. I do like firing line, but my other one that I got was uh, Rampage Killing Wind. It, it was not a great weekend for the flawless drops. It's, it's fair. But it's all good because I got that glowing red armor on, man. You do. It's, it's fantastic. You do. I didn't do anything that exciting. I did. I did make extra characters so I could start doing the gunsmith bounties 12 times a day instead of four. God. So I could get get those enhancement cores. I'm trying really hard, man. I uh to be fair, I it's Thursday night as of this recording and uh I got to tell you, man, I got to just I've worked a lot it's, yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I worked 14 hours today, so 13, 14, 13, something in there, in that range. Kind of, I don't know. I've been kind of like bummed out lately, to be honest with you. It's been a long couple weeks, for sure. But for sure, for sure, for sure, we uh, we get to remedy that a little bit with some Halo this week. Huh? I know. I'm excited. I and <laughs> big team battle next week. I'm very excited. I, I just keep looking to see if ready i'm so excited for big team it's still on track for tonight right like to start tonight or at some point in the morning or whatever um yeah so i think you can do weapon drills and training starting in the morning and then first play session will be from like 12 to 4 eastern i think tomorrow yeah 
Um, and then it'll close up and then we'll come back. They'll come back from like, I think like it's like six to nine or something like that. Yeah. Um, but there's set times and they said it's because they're trying to test, test the server capacity. Mm. Um, but the last, the last flight, uh, next weekend, they're going to let everybody in. Yeah. So, uh, that's going to be pretty wild, I think. And of course it's big team weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very excited for it. This is just going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm excited I, for big team. I'm excited to like test the vehicles out and see how they feel. I really, really liked the big team footage we got mm-hmm. from 343 on Wednesday. Right. The the what? The full they they released a full clip of a full battle, a full big team battle, right? Yes. And that's the map that we'll be playing in the uh, flight as well. Yeah. Yeah, I figured. So I like that. It looks really cool. We got like got 20 30 screens today uh a pieces of concept art mm-hmm. it'll be in the uh the dark horse uh art of Halo Infinite book. they released the the wide shot cover too which looks really good it looks so good it, it looks, looks so, so good, good. Th- this isn't a halo show but we do love halo here and i'm still eagerly awaiting seeing what's going to happen with the uh, 30th anniversary in regards to actual halo content yeah um because there has but to be Corey, there has to be more, right? I mean, has to be, has, has to, to be. be. I I mean, well, like we know we know there is. They're likely holding it because that'll be like the final piece of the the marketing puzzle and whatnot. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, I really like the uh, needler arm pad, but I, there's got to be more for my Titan. Yeah. So, sorry, Josh. I didn't mean to derail it's all good. your it's transition. All good. I look. A, I'm kind of tired, but B, my toe really hurts. Side tangent. So, I work at a I work at a car dealership, and I dropped a car door on my toe today. Oh Jesus Christ! That's what you did? Yeah. And uh, oh my God! Yeah, it's it hurts a little bit, Josh. It just hurts a little bit. Okay. Put some ice on that. Take some painkillers. Go see a doctor in the morning. It's probably broken. It's it's not broken. I I mean it's just it's bruised pretty badly. I know it's not broken. I can like move my toes and my feet and that stuff. It's like like I feel like I would know if it was broken. I it doesn't feel broken. It feels stubbed really bad, and just like the corner of the door landed on my toe, and it's just like yeah, oof. God, dude. I can send no. you a picture if you want, Josh. No, I'm good. It's, I've seen enough messed up feet to last a lifetime. It's delightful. Namely my own. Yeah. Well, you know. Nobody really wants to look at anybody else's feet. Unless you're into that. No, not unless you're a weirdo on the internet. No. Mm. So, But Josh, we're not here to talk about Halo. We're not here to talk about feet. We're here to talk about Destiny. We're here to talk about... We're here to talk about Destiny. And uh, it's going to be a pretty, uh, if you didn't get it from the intro, it's going to be a pretty trials-heavy episode this week uh, because that's what Schwab focuses on, what a lot of our change that will be applied or that were applied in the hotfix today will be about. Um, and, of course, you know, I just I really want to talk about loot and everything like that. I've, got, I've gotten time to actually experience trials instead of just doing four or five matches real quick before the Tuesday morning reset with uh, Colonel Panic. So I guess let's start there. Before we come to the Schwab, I guess let's start there. Okay. So, Corey, you played a lot of Trials the first weekend. Yes. I played a lot the second weekend. Yes. Uh, of course, I was gone the first weekend, um, bemoaning that I was missing Trials and hearing from all my friends how awesome it was. Oh, but you tried You tried to play 
some PvP with that backbone. I, I, you know, I did promise a backbone update. I tried to play some regular Crucible on it. It did not go well for me, so I didn't even bother booting up Trials. I didn't want to get hate mail from my teammates, and oh. the game was clearly only running in 30 frames. Yeah. Um, oh, really? It was it was lagging pretty bad, man. Hmm. Uh, for me, at least. I, I mean, I had fi- I had 5G and everything, but I tried playing it both on Wi-Fi and on uh, cellular. And I usually experience dips when I play on cellular, but for yeah. some reason the Wi-Fi was even worse. To be and fair, it's, it's a resort. To be fair, Disney's Wi-Fi is not very good. It's better than it was because I was able to stream video really consistently without any issues, and that's never happened. Hmm. So I, I was happy about that, but. Uh, no, I, I played some of the Psychonauts with the Backbone, uh, mostly. I did some Strikes, did some uh, some regular old Gunsmithy, some Planetary uh, Expeditions. I uh, did an Astral Alignment. It It's good, but I think my fingers are too cramped up there to properly play an FPS on the go. Mm. Um, just because I need to be able to access my buttons and triggers. Now, I do think that cloud gaming is perfectly fine if you have a controller or if you have a phone mount for your controller. Mm-hmm. I would probably have played a lot more. I probably would have played some trials then. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I was playing like on a tablet or something like that, um, or on my laptop, something like that. I, I definitely would have played a bit more. Uh, I joked when we were going on vacation at Christmas. It's like, do you think that my family would get upset if I packed the Series S and took it with mm-hmm. us because the anniversary event's going to be going on? Halo will just come out. And I really want to play both of those on vacation. And my girlfriend just stared at me until I relented and said, never mind, I'll leave it at home. <laughs> so hmm. we're going to see we're going to see if I can slip it into my backpack without her noticing until we get through airport security. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see just how much trouble I get in. But uh, cloud cloud gaming, I mean, it, we're going to the Series X server blade update has been deployed you can definitely see the changes in it. Um, I haven't really noticed in Destiny, and I think it's because I had a really like wonky connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has definitely run smoother at my house mm-hmm. on my Wi-Fi. I will say that. Yeah. But it was it definitely it wasn't like the worst experience I've ever had. I definitely have had worse, such as when cloud the browser uh, experience first came out, and I did it on my MacBook that's like ten years old, and it was really bad. Mm-hmm. It, it's like a night and day difference compared to how it used to be. Yeah, the only thing I really do with because like I do some cloud gaming stuff, like especially if I'm home, like with the kids or whatever, and they're watch like mm-hmm. my my daughter likes to watch like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and whatever. So sometimes I'll just plug my controller into my laptop and play the cloud gaming stuff on through the browser, and like it's definitely better. But I definitely usually only do the gunsmith bounties and like some strikes or something. <laughs> like it's it's not like I'm going out there and trying to do some competitive PVP or raiding or anything and through cloud gaming at all. Uh, it's still, I still feel like it needs a little bit of work. It's definitely laggy. It's definitely, you know, you can tell, but I mean, it, it's, and it's there. It's, I don't know. We're, we're all kind of like going on this pioneering journey together, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'll be a lot happier when I can just access my actual own games. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh through cloud gaming and not just my game pass library. Yeah. Um, Cause like I see things like today, the Castlevania advanced collection got announced and I'm like, well, where am I going to buy this? Like the most logical place for me would be, well, I'm probably going to wait and buy it on Xbox because not only do I want to play those on a little bit of a bigger screen than my switch, but 
it's weird. Like if it ever goes to on the go, I would rather be able to play the Xbox version of a game than a Switch version. Right. Just for whatever reason. Like mm-hmm. I do genuinely like the backbone controller a lot. I, I really do. I mentioned that I played some Psychonauts. Uh, played a little bit of the ascent that didn't respond as well i think like twin stick games are a little bit rough with it mm-hmm. definitely played tetris effect and uh, luminous on it and it was just, it was fantastic it's fantastic i really like it for those types of games and for indies um i don't know i'll i'll use it a lot more like it's gonna fulfill the function my switch used to which is mm-hmm. that's how i played a lot of my indie games when the switch first came out mm-hmm. uh, that's why i would play in bed with my switch yeah now it's gonna be well i'm just gonna pop my phone into my backbone for a half hour it definitely uh the switch has definitely kind of taken a back seat for me like and i mean i said this i said it yesterday and it's like not not to gripe about my switch but it's kind of gathered a really thick layer of dust for me since yeah. Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, I skipped Paper Mario last year, just you know, trying to watch money. We are moving at the time, um, and I'll get to it eventually. But there's been nothing this year, like short of Skyward Sword, that I've wanted to play, and even that, like I'm not paying fifty dollars for a port mm-hmm. just on principle. Yeah, um, I am getting Metroid, but Metroid will be my one and only purchase this year. Like, if I don't buy Castlevania digitally, Metroid will literally be the one thing I buy this year. Yeah. Um, I've just kind of shifted to the point where, like, I'm going to have it, like I do my PS5, for exclusives that I mm-hmm. want to play. Mm-hmm. But it is far and away the least used console in my house yeah. is my Switch. Yeah. And, like, part of that is, like, I mean, I used to run a Nintendo podcast. It's still going, and I'm still on it once in a while. Right. But, but I, I don't know if it has something to do with that or just, like, I don't want to say I've outgrown Nintendo, but like I just like I've I've found myself shifting more towards Xbox and like you, like my Switch has become my exclusive box that I'll play Zelda and I'll probably play Metroid and whatever other else first party game interests me. Uh, I used to play indies there, but now with Game Pass, them coming to Game Pass and the cloud stuff and and it seeming to work more often than not, it's like I've kind of shifted away from from the switch, and it's like, well, you know, it just I guess it just happens. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, to be honest with you. Right. I mean, they're kind of, they're kind of moving back to trials a little bit. Um, yeah. Sorry, guys. Death no. Scene. I mean, well, I, I promised that we would talk about the backbone. We didn't get to it last week. We had a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, I like a lot of the changes that have been made to Trials. Like I said, I, I think the matchmaking is great. Um, this weekend, this past weekend, we had a bit of an experiment. They, they changed some stuff up to where if you went flawless, you automatically got put into another matchmaking pool, which immediately top PVPers, uh, even a couple of my friends decried it. And we're like, oh, this is terrible, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's going to be hard to farm loot. It's going to be hard for people to do carries or to play with their friends. And... I don't disagree with that, but I do think that having a flawless pool did make it a little bit easier for myself to go flawless on Saturday. Right. Um, because those players, I never encountered one person who had the flawless title. Right. Because if you go flawless, you get put into a outside pool, of right? Friday afternoon. I experienced nothing all weekend. Right. I did see a lot of unbrokens. I saw people who would have the flawless emblem, but or the seven win emblem, but mm-hmm. I never saw people with the flawless title or like double gilded flawless like I usually do in the first round. And I didn't have I had one really bad beat down and that was it. After that is when I went on my 7-0 run. Hmm. Um 
I think that it's definitely more balanced than it has been. I've seen, and I want to share some feedback that I've gotten, both from people that we play and just things I observed. Um, I don't think Vex is as dominant in a 3v3 mode running head-on with it as we like to think that it is. Mm -hmm. For me, the success I was getting when I was using Mythoclass was flanking, Mm -hmm. catching them unaware, and then just pelting them. Because, I mean, the real, like, Vex is very its own don't get me wrong but it's real power comes when you get those two kills and you can switch it to linear mode Mm -hmm. um if you're doing that in trials you're probably part of a two-on-one or a three-on-one at that point like a lot of things are going to help you not just vex right um the hunter shatter dive ability is absolutely completely and totally op um it's still been a problem in like regular crucible, but that's just about all any hunter I saw was using was stasis. And I, I can't blame them. I mean, it just locks down a whole chunk of the map, especially on a bigger map. You can use it to kind of funnel the enemy to a location that you want. And that's what we were doing. My, my buddy Matt would lay down wither horde and I would come in from the side, either with a freezing grenade or with Vex and just wipe them out um in the uh, the hallway on shores of time mm-hmm. um most of what i saw this weekend uh, and i mean they were the t- they were the top two weapons according to trials report that people used were vex and messenger and that that's the exact combo i went with mm-hmm. uh vex and vex messenger um reads regret in my heavy slot and um stasis hunter it's like i i don't know like i think that you can play pretty much with what you want to for the first few matches. I think when you start getting towards the end, I'm not saying you have to go with the meta stuff, but you definitely have to go with things that you are familiar with and you can come up with a game plan. Like, I think if you're going to the lighthouse now and you're doing it solo, that's extremely impressive. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a, it was. I found that for me, if I was in a three stack, I wasn't having a whole lot of luck if i was going solo i was having some luck i would get to like four or five wins and then it would fall apart going in as a duo though i mean i made it to game seven three separate times um one time with nerd generalist we fell at the gate he literally you know fell at the gates we were four four in the final round um and the other team had two supers so it was over um had used my mercy with a buddy we had gotten to the seventh game same thing happened and then the last time i mean it was just dominant we were 5-0 Five zero in uh, game seven, and it's just you start getting into a cadence. Like if you if you have the hot hand, just like keep matchmaking. Don't don't get out. Don't take a break for anything. Just keep going. Right. Um. I think that having God rolls is a good thing. Like I, and I, I say this specifically for messenger. Like having the God roll is great. Outlaw Desperado, fantastic. I have rapid hit one for all online. And let me tell you something. It may not be the greatest PvP role, but I was still there were still plenty of matches where I was dropping all three. Mm-hmm. Like very rapidly too. Like I was quickly dropping all three with those, or that and a combination of Vex, if somebody else is coming in from the side. Um, I sniped a little bit. I tried using Eye of Soul a few times. Ooh. It's Pro gamer, no, right? Trying, trying to, trying to change up my tactics a little bit. Josh Finney, flawless pro gamer here. 
Flawless Pro Gamer. That's right. I, I new nickname for next episode. Chair. I was re- I was sitting back in my recliner. I put the footrest down for Game Seven. <laughs> uh, no, I, I just think, I think that that along with a lot of the sandbox changes is probably I would say outside of the fusion rifles, this is probably the closest to balance we've ever had the sandbox. Like last season, definitely was. Mm-hmm. Um, fusion rifles are obviously dominant. Saw a lot of main ingredient this weekend since Sir was selling a good roll. Saw a fair amount of Jotuns in there. Uh, some Telesto. It just seemed like the secret sauce for us was Wither Horde. And it's not going to work like that on every map. you you got to change your tactics week to week. Right. I am interested to see what this week brings <laughs> Did, because they have announced si- a change already. Side tangent. Go ahead. Side tangent. Yeah, Did yeah. you see all the people like who were jumping into trials for the first time and they were like, why are we playing the same map? Like a bunch of people who had never done trials before didn't yeah. understand that like it's one map the entire weekend. It was cute. I saw it. It's like, <laughs> oh, my sweet summer child. Um, one of the things that I suggested upon going flawless even, because I, I felt bad that I went flawless with my buddy Matt, and I had been trying to go flawless earlier in the day. Like I said, got all the way to game seven, fell at the gates. The game made sure to tell us multiple times. Um, I would have loved to have been able to run a card with him Sunday morning before reset, mm-hmm. for instance, even though I'd already gone flawless. And I think... Like, the suggestion that Bungie is going to implement this weekend is a suggestion that I was making over the weekend that I don't think the Flawless Pool needs to go away completely. And I stand by that. Right now, I stand by that. We have one weekend of data. We don't have enough data to go off of it yet. Mm-hmm. But And we're going to get in some of the numbers in the TWAB. But one of the things that they're going to do is they are still going to keep the Flawless Pool. And they're going to do it starting at Sunday at reset, though, for like the last two full days of trials. So the first two, run as many cards as you want, reset, things like that. I think that this is a healthy compromise because I do think you need to do it at some point because it will give those people who need that little bit of extra boost time to get over, I think. Um, and I think that gives us all that gives us Friday evening, that gives us all day Saturday gives us Sunday morning to run extra cards, run with our friends, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think really one of my only complaints about trials at the current time is I, I do think they need to figure that out. And they're, they're going to detail in that in the Schwab, uh, which I'm uh, going to be happy to address here in just a second. I think trials rep is really bizarrely earned. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clearly to incentivize you. This is what they meant by it. They're trying to incentivize you to not reset, right? Like, and unless you're trying to go flawless, there really is no point in trying to, in resetting your card, unless you like need to go flawless or want to. Um, because you get five points of rep per round per win. So if you have a stack of, uh, 20 wins, that means at the end of each match, you're going to get a hundred. Mm-hmm. Because you want, regardless, you're going to get 100. I think that needs to be drastically increased because when you get to those uh, mythic ranks, that's going to be a nightmare right. to grind out that much for a reset or for a Trials Ingram. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to be pretty rough. Um, but I think that's really one of my only major complaints in Trials right now. They, they've addressed a lot of things already. Um, today's hotfix, for instance, I'm looking at this. Special ammo will no longer refresh when you're rest. So if you use both your shotgun shots and you died, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Yeah. You, oh, you you got counter sniped. Um, you missed both your shots and then you got sniped. 
your buddy in the back can't res you and you pop the sniper again. That's not how it's going to work. Right. Um, and then uh, there, was a, there was an issue with anything you got out of the Trials Engram rank rewards. Uh, you couldn't masterwork those weapons. That has now been fixed as well. Um, so I'm... I'm curious to see what this next weekend is going to bring. Cause we got a lot of feedback the last two weekends. There were a lot of people that were really up in arms last weekend before it launched, while it was launched, after it was launched. And they were trying to say like, watch the numbers are going to be so down. And I think the amount of players went down by like 50 K. Yeah. Which is still good for one of the best weekends across either game. Mm-hmm. I don't think you saw that much of a drop off now where you saw a drop. And I guess I'll just kind of segue this. Cause this basically is the Schwab. Uh, we'll kind of segue this in. Um, in the first week, 54% of players were full fire teams versus solos and duos. This week, only 45% were fire teams versus solos and duos, which is considered to be a sharp. To get enough solo players in, we need to offer rewards that are good enough and matchmaking that feels reasonable, regardless of skill level. Right now, we have Ingrams that you can grind for, as well as attractive 7 win rewards, but only if you win. So the first goal here is to keep solo players playing. So week one, solo wins were 23% of games. Blowouts, which is 5-0 losses, 38%. Um, and the blowout rate went up steadily over the weekend, which is what I think caused them to say, we're putting a flawless pool in there. Yeah. Combine, uh, contrast that with week two, 36% of games were solo wins. Blowouts went down to 29%. Um, they want to get the solo win rate win rate above 30% and blowouts under 33. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're kind of trying to balance that. I think they saw a lot of data in week two that they liked on that end. Yeah. Uh, keeping the game quality high. Um, the sweet spot, we consider 5-1 matches non-competitive as well as 5-0. The sweet spot for us is really between 5-2 and 5-4. Those matches tend to feel good while playing, even if you end up losing. Week one, we saw 60% of matches end at either 5-0 or 5-1. In week two, the number of non-competitive matches dropped to 52%, but we'd like to drop that 30 to 40% over the long term. Again, understandable. Like, this is a pinnacle mode. Yeah. This should not be something that I'm run- – don't get me wrong. I love going in and stopping 5-0. It's a great feeling in a mode like this. It's probably not going to last, though. But yeah. that's still – that's a really good amount of games – that are still like even if you're only going to allow thirty to forty percent, yeah. that's still a lot of yeah. non-competitive matches you're going to have. Yeah, I mean that's like so, yeah, it's say, like one match every like, or yeah, one match every like three matches that you could do. Yeah, four matches. So I, I think I think that the, yeah, that's basically like probably two two matches a car, in a, in a flawless card would likely be blowout wins mm-hmm. statistically. Yeah. And I don't, I don't see a huge problem with that. Uh, it's going to happen. This is, Trials is an event, yes, but it's a competitive mode. It is a pinnacle mode. This is, this is equivalent to like PvP raids. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. Like yeah. this is high skill level stuff, or like doing a grandmaster or something. This is the the top of the top, right? And I think that this is less intimidating of a playlist now to go into than competitive has ever been. Right. Um, that is just a salt factory. Nobody <laughs> enjoys that. Um, they, they address matchmaking times in here, um, trying to keep it steady at just under 50 seconds uh, per match. Um, 
And uh, they said the only reason it was even that high is because players who started off on a terrible streak would end up in a pool below the base pool that only looked for other players who had started off losing 10 rounds in a row. Um, it's a very small pool of matchmaking times that last over four minutes before the system gives up and expands back to the base pool. They're checking all that out. Other things that worked. We had 700,000 players this weekend. Only 50,000 fewer than week one. That is higher than expected given a normal drop-off after launch. Combined with Distant Shore being the less popular map. Plus, 253,000 players went flawless. It's a lot of games players. That were 10 per- games yeah, games went 10% longer because they were more competitive. Mm-hmm. And I definitely felt that. We had some that went on forever. We had some that just, bam, we were through five rounds in like two and a half minutes. Yeah. Other times it was like, all right, I got to pull this out of matching. I got to get a good drink. I got to go to the bathroom. We were in that for a while. Like it was, it went so, sometimes it went so long that like, oh, the tiebreaker comes up, which forces you there. And I know even though we've, we've adjusted those times, even 90 second rounds can feel like an eternity, especially on that seventh win that when you're going for it. Right. Uh, Things that did not work. This is a really big section here. And this is kind of where I want to spend the bulk of the remainder of our trials conversation at. Things that didn't work. 34% less matches played overall, and the number of matches post-flawless dropped by 45%. That's just, that is mind-bogglingly bad. It basically says that about half players who went flawless never played another match in the weekend. Hello, I was one of them. (laughs) Um, I did not boot up into trials a single time after I went flawless Saturday evening. Um, you're done. You're retired. You're done. Yeah, I, I'm done. I'm retired. I'm done. I'm retired. I can hang up my cloak. But no, it, it's I didn't want to get put into that flawless pool. Is what I didn't want. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then we had th- this is the interesting paragraph to me. We had reports of significant numbers of players resetting five O or six O cards, but we saw around sixteen thousand total cards that were reset while flawless, but under seven wins. Given the vast number of games and cards played, 2.7 million cards were started this weekend, by the way. This isn't a lot, but it is something we're watching, as it's unhealthy for the mode if it becomes more common. This is something that I think if they kept the flawless pool in, this would become a big problem in about two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. I think this would just start growing because you're going to have people leaving the playlist, as always happens as a season goes on, right? Yeah. You, you get the rewards you want, especially people who were able to grind last weekend and get a whole bunch of reads regrets that first weekend. They're going, well, I don't really have a whole lot that I need anymore. I, I don't need to go play Trials if what, I don't want to. What would be the solution for this, though? Would it, like, do, would it reset sure. reset every weekend? Could you reset your Flawless every weekend? Like, you don't get put into the Flawless pool unless you go Flawless no, it, that it, weekend? It, that does reset every weekend. Oh, that is, that is what they're doing? Yes. Oh, okay. Every single week, your status is reset. It, like, if I went Flawless mm-hmm. last weekend, I will not be put then, in that pool this weekend. Then it I, is only your status for that weekend. Then I wonder if they could take like personal statistics into that too, because like, what if you? Do you think that's part of what they're doing? Yeah, like because like, what if you're like playing with two friends that are awesome at trials, and you're basically being carried, and you like die every round or whatever? But like, you know, your your KD well, ratio, that, that, your efficiency that was the is concerned that John and I both had about this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and they, they actually address this in this next one. Normally, we see nearly 50% of players who go flawless doing so with someone else who is already flawless. Last week, it was 56%. This can either be a traditional carry or just playing with friends. That number dropped to 16% in the second week of trials, which is unacceptably low for friend game content. 
Mm. I think they're going to address that a little bit because it made it so hard for people who have gone flawless to go back and do, whether you're a streamer like Grenadier Jake, who does, uh, mm-hmm. he does carries with his community. Right. Um, on Twitch. Great guy. Go support him. We, lo- we love Jake. Um, one of the only PVP streamers that I watch. Yeah, I watch him and True Vanguard a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really good about it. And understandably, he was outraged about these changes last week. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, that's like my whole MO is taking people to the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And like taking my viewers and, you know, people like that, people who've been in my community and th- things like that. Like, you know, I, he lets you gamble channel points, basically. Right. And whoever bits the most gets to, gets to do a card with him. So for people like that, I see why it's frustrating. On the flip side, John was saying, he goes, well, what if you, me, and uh, our buddy Phil managed to go flawless? He goes, then I can't play with my girlfriend the rest of the weekend on any character because I'll automatically be put in that flawless pool. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's that, a They could do uh, – yeah, because that – they should do like if you're playing with your friends and someone's not flawless, maybe you just don't go into the flawless pool, you know? Or like you take into consideration – how often your teammates played trials or if they've gone to flawless before or something. I mean, I know that that's probably not an easy thing to do, or maybe it is. Maybe they have algorithms and data in there that they can show and be like, Hey, these people go flawless all the time. And this guy's never gone flawless. How do we, yeah. how do we adjust that? You know, or like this person, like on average, does it like once a week? Like here's their overall PVP KD, things like that. Mm-hmm. Here, here are the changes that they're going to, that they put in, in the hot fix today that will take effect tomorrow when they flip the switch. Um, Sunday morning reset will enable the flawless pool. This serves as a middle ground between week one and two, and is the semi-permanent placement for enabling the flawless pool. As always, we'll be looking at analytics and feedbacks to keep telling us what works and what doesn't. We are working on deeper matchmaking solutions, which we hope will let us remove the flawless pool. Look for more info in mid to late October. Great. We, we said it last week. We said it the week before. We said it when the trials changes were announced during the Witch Queen stream. Take these six months, nail this down, and then apply whatever you do here to Iron Banner. Right. That's what you need to do. You copy, paste. Mm -hmm. That's what you need to do. So uh, I really like that. And then we're turning off matchmaking help until you've played at least two matches during the weekend. Um, I think this is really good. I really like these changes specifically. I, I do think the Sunday morning reset is a healthy medium. You, you have two nights then during your weekend. If you work Friday and Saturday, I don't know what to tell you. Somebody is always going to get screwed. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. But I think that's a healthy ground to say, okay, you had two full days. You had a 48-hour period to do your flawless, to do your carries, things like that. Sorry, it's gonna get it's gonna get a lot harder after noon. And I know inevitably some people are gonna be like, well, why can't we push it to Monday? Well, because nobody plays trials on Monday night or Tuesday morning except for the sweats. Like that's it's that's the, it's not gonna work. And then like it's a weeknight on top of that. Like trials is a weekend event. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and I'm, I've always been a proponent of play the change before we scream at them. I want to see how it feels. I, I will genuinely go play if I manage, which I big if because I don't I don't go. I'm not going to go in every weekend expecting to go flawless again. Like if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. This will let me still enjoy the mode all weekend, though. Yeah. On a weekend when player count is probably going to dip pretty hard with a Halo Infinite flight happening. Oh, yeah. Um. As well as I don't know if people are really going to respond well to the 
uh, Trials Labs mode that's going to be up this weekend, which we'll I'll go back and cover here in just a second. Um, we covered some of the previously announced changes. Um, they they are going to be doing in the future. They will be removing the matchmaking counter um, in the future so that you cannot mm-hmm. see when people join. You'll only be told when uh, you have a full six. Right, because don't to, people uh, like stop matchmaking? Aren't they taking it out so people if if like a, a three stack jumps in while you're matchmaking people stop matchmaking because they don't want to go up against a full team isn't that kind i of mean i is? definitely did that i definitely did that a few times but it's also you have three stacks that'll be looking for solo players now oh okay so um and then what to expect looking forward uh, we expect to take another swing at matchmaking and keep some of the solo slash lower skill protections from week two without strongly negatively affecting flawless players. We're looking at adjustments to rewards for round and match wins on seven win cards. Thank God that would make me not reset it or turn in my flawless card until the end of the weekend then. Um, and then other than that, updates and trials to reports will be less common as we get trials into a more stable state. Uh, so I love hearing all that. Want to talk about um, what you call it? Trials Sorry. Labs. I lost my train of thought. Trials Labs. I want to talk about Trials Labs real fast, just to kind of finish off this whole conversation. Trials Labs is what will be enabled this week. When you are listening to this, Trials Labs will probably be live or will be close to be going live. Um, this is similar to what we used to have with Crucible Labs, where they would try out new modes and new ideas. The normal Trials of Osiris playlist is replaced with Trials Labs Capture Zone. This new mode is still elimination with the following changes. 30 seconds after the round starts, a Capture Zone is enabled. Players can capture this zone to win the round or just eliminate the other team like normal. The Capture Zone has a waypoint from the start of the round, including a countdown timer, so everyone knows exactly when and where it will be. The zone starts in the middle of the map in the first round and changes location each round. I really like this. It's going to force you to not play the lanes. Right. I actually really like this. The team who just lost gets the advantage spawn location. I like that. It's going to force you into a firefight. I'm here for it. I want to try this. This sounds exciting. And it's double trials rep on top of that. Trial Double trials rank points for every match. You're feeling the blues of Fabled and Mythic. Me. This is a great week to reset. That's fantastic. I probably put in about four or five thousand points last weekend so i look forward to getting a reset this week i I like it i i think that this is exciting how do we make this mode spicier than just 3v3 firefight i think this is a cool twist on it it's definitely definitely a cool twist definitely a cool twist i like that it was the team that just went or just lost around because now everyone can just like kind of sprint at it mm-hmm. uh, it's going to force the team that just won to keep up the aggression they're going to have to keep playing aggressive to take it right right i do think that this also danger and this is why i don't know if it's going to be a permanent mode if you don't kill real quickly i think it puts a lot of pressure because dusk field grenades anybody you chuck one of those at that point when people are standing on it you're going to freeze them and then you just shatter dive in or shoot the crystal or whatever this is gonna present some some other problems like i'm always for things that will make me rethink my loadout and make me rethink my strategy this definitely feels like it's gonna be one of those things Mm -hmm. yeah so 
I'm excited to see how this goes. I'm very, very ready. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Definitely let us know your opinions on Trials. If you hopped in and played some, I want to know what you guys think. Uh, because this is this is just intriguing. Yeah. I also never knew that the Trials emblems changed your uh, armor color. I never knew that. Oh, does it? They do? Yeah, so if you put on the Flawless emblem, your Trials armor will glow red. Oh. Uh, where the gold accents are will be red instead. If you put on the seven win emblem, uh, like for the lost, it will turn it blue. Ooh, that's neat. I thought it was really cool. I, I I was very happy when I saw that. I may have taken about a dozen pictures in every single color palette you could do. Of course you did. <laughs> of course I did. Because speaking of pictures, moving straight on out of trials. There's a digital fashion magazine that Bungie is going to be doing. Uh, Threads of Light. I really think that this is cool. If you look at the cover of this, there's one for each class. A hunter, a titan, and a warlock. This looks awesome. When you start, they tell you exactly uh, what pieces of armor they were using We and uh, what shader that they each used. Definitely, definitely, definitely encourage you to go look at these. Of course, Bungie is taking submissions uh, for the next week for their next one that they're going to do in a month or two. They will only pick one person of each class for uh, each of these that they do, which they're aiming to do, I think, every two months, they said. Um, oh, I guess they didn't say. Huh. Okay, I definitely thought that they did. Um, but... That's really cool. I like that. Uh, and everybody who anybody who wins will get a special emblem that only they get and a uh, copy of the magazine with their guardian on the front, which just just it's cool. It's cool stuff like this is cool. stuff we would expect the community to do, not Bungie. Mm -hmm. And that really makes me happy. Yeah. You'll be even cooler so if you definitely. had the option to purchase the guardian like a 3d printed version of the guardian that you submitted if you got oh, chosen that would be awesome like i, like I mean it would probably be like somewhere between 50 and 70 dollars but that'd be so cool oh bare minimum i would expect it to be like 100 to 150 but that would be so cool i i definitely like it i think this is really cool um i always like when bungie encourages the community to create things um Week. we get um art of, we get art of the week i really like all that um the art stuff's cool i really like yeah, the art I, stuff. I i just i like the emphasis on community creations and that's something bungie's always encouraged mm -hmm. uh, and i really like that they're they're continuing the trend and now they're they're rewarding like in-game for these things as well like yeah we've got some special emblems we're going to do like digital printouts of your guardian uh, if you get chosen, things like everybody's going to get to see what you look like uh, with your gamer tag up there. Those those are all really cool things to me, though. Um, I don't really have a whole lot more in terms of uh, the TWAB this week. Uh, I did want to talk about Reed's Regret a little bit before we shift into any other topics. Okay. Uh, didn't really get didn't really get a chance to talk about it last week. Um, it is the it's the stasis heavy uh, linear fusion that you can get out of trials. 
this thing is an absolute monster. Um, we raided last week, and I was doing about a hundred k a hit with it. Yeah, with the I was doing somewhere with between the mod five though, and right? K with firing. You're talking. You're talking about with the mod though, right? I am. So I have boss spec on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I put I put boss spec on mine. Uh, I have two different ones I've been using. One is clown cartridge Vorpal, um, and one is um, firing line triple tap, and both of them are just absolutely absurd. Uh, I really enjoy both of them. It's it's been a great time. I I really like it. But this gun, like I I cannot possibly emphasize enough go play even a little bit of trials lose your way to a few engrams you'll get those first couple ranks real fast guardian one two three uh and the first couple of uh fabled or hero or whatever it's called after that you can get through like five or six engrams in an afternoon easy i encourage you to go get as many of those as you can and if you do not have a good threaded needle uh, which is the Season of the Chosen Linear Fusion, I believe. It's either Threaded Needle or Imperial Needle. I forget which one's the bow, which one's the Linear Fusion. If you do not have a good one of those, I highly encourage you to go get a good Reach Regret, um, which means Triple Tap, Clown Cartridge, Vorpal, Firing Line. Those are the perks you want. Um, it doesn't have to be an Adept one to be good. Get it, slap a boss spec on it, profit. Put on Particle Deaccelerator, this thing is an absolute monster. Like, if you don't, or if you need to run another exotic instead of sleeper, this is an excellent, excellent, excellent choice. It's one of the best DPS weapons in the game, if not the best legendary DPS right now. Uh, I, I think it's absolutely essential for anybody who wants to do endgame content. You want to go do dungeons, you want to do raids. Uh, hell, you want to play PvP. This is a great, it's a great linear fusion in PvP as well. Um, I was popping off with a couple of hits real fast when I managed to pick up heavy in trials last weekend. Uh, we we haven't talked about our specific gear in quite a while. We still haven't broken down really the seasonal weapons yet, uh, which I do apologize for. I want to get to uh, in one of the next couple of weeks. But this right now, this is the clear standout to me this season in terms of a weapon you need to do everything in your power to get a hold of. And if you did not get Shayura's Wrath last season in uh, Trials, because obviously, as we all know, Trials was not super accessible. Uh, I would also encourage Shayura's Wrath as well. Um, I got one with uh, Kill Clip and uh, Heating Up on it, which I have been super thrilled about. Uh, really, really, really like that I'm running that. Um, so, nice. just wanted to... Wanted to mention that real fast. I know we we said we were done with Trials Talk. Wanted to talk about those. Uh, I was having a lot of fun running uh, in the Strikes playlist last weekend and running all that stuff. I feel like As having well Trials, that, I was just kind of able to go seamless. I feel like having that Reed's Regret really opens up your exotic slot for other weapons. Because, like, I was running Sleeper. Right. And there's definitely other exotics that I would, like, I don't know, just for, like, maybe add clear or just to you know, have a free slot open in that primary or secondary mm -hmm. slot. Right. And like having a, having Reed's regret would really open up your other two exotic slots for something. Well, I mean, so for me, it was nice when we were raiding because if I got teleported, you know, we were having you and Mitch pick up the, uh, the cleansing, the cleansing relic in Atheon. 
it allowed me to put on something other than a primary sniper. Mm -hmm. Or I could use this, I could save this for my DPS and I could use my sniper for something else. Uh, right. I could run mythic. I was able to run mythoclass in my energy slot almost mm -hmm. the entire raid as a result, mm -hmm. uh, which was really, really nice. I basically had a second linear fusion, but then it went to a fusion auto rifle hybrid. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's great. Like I. I really enjoy the different combinations you can make. I know that uh, a couple friends of ours are running Age Receptor, Null Composure, and Reed's Regret all together mm -hmm. on Stasis, and are just making monstrous combos. Plus, um, that's like definitely something I want to play around this weekend. Plus, with like some of those new Stasis mods that Nerd was talking about earlier today. Uh, yeah, is uh, like, and unfortunately, by the time you listen to this, they may not be up anymore. Definitely, definitely, definitely watch for the mod, seasonal mods that are being sold at the compass station because there are some nutty ones uh, that help generate even more stasis shards, which I already have an aspect that does that on my hunter. Yeah. So like I'm throwing my melees and I'm just, I'm getting with that. If I'm running Ager scepter or, and I'm using reads regret, which each time I pop one off, I I'm creating crystals too. It seems, especially if you have a uh, headstone, yeah. Then, I, and that's why I want that sidearm when Iron Banner comes back next week. I want that sidearm. You mean the cool sidearm with headstone on it that I use constantly when I'm not? Yes. Yes. It's really I cool. I love Pe Peacebound is probably my, as much as I like Reed's Regret, Peacebound is probably my favorite new weapon of the entire season. I got to tell and you, I Josh. I really, really, really need to roll with, fuck you. I need you, it to roll with headstone. When you pop a headshot and you just see that big stasis stone pop out of the ground, it's very nice. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Don't be jealous that I have one and you don't. I actually have two of them. You can have one. There's no weapon trading, so I can't give it to you. <laughs> no, you. Uh, I'm. I, I definitely like the wacky combos that we're able to make right now. I mm. like seasonal mods. It's funny because if I don't immediately see a way to slot it into my build, I wait for other people to experiment with builds like elemental wells. Mm -hmm. I let other people experiment with that, and then I profit from it. So it's fair. Very, very happy with the initial slate of stasis weapons that we're getting. I hope that this means that we're going to get specific perks for certain weapon affinities with these uh, 3.0 reworks coming. Mm -hmm. Very excited to see what happens with the void ones. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to keep talking myself into a circle, but yeah, trials and iron banner weapons, uh, two thumbs up right now. They're great. They're great this season. Go get them. Go get all of them. Tell me about your tell me about your god rolls that I can't seem to get the drop from me. Would you like me to tell you the roll I have on my sidearm? I would not. Hmm. Okay. It's uh <laughs> I have Fuck you. <laughs> I have I have rangefinder and headstone on the one that I have right now. Ooh. So you're welcome. <sighs> And I masterworked it, so it's it's nice. No, oh, we got a badass over here. Hey, you know what? Don't make fun of me just because you don't have it. Just because you're upset. I can do whatever I want to do. Uh, it's a good time. I love that sidearm, <laughs> though. I'm not a sidearm guy at all, but that sidearm is just mm, mm, delicious. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Yeah, 
it's delightful. So I uh, I'm looking to see what we're gonna do. Okay, I've got them pulled up. Corey, as we do at the end of every show, why don't we take a trip to the lore corner? Let's do it. Let's do some lore corner, Josh. I'm ready for it. You know what? Let's in fact do some lore corner. I've been waiting for it. Have you? I have. It's my favorite part of the show, Josh. You know this. <laughs> I, I do. Uh, so this is going to be from the uh, from the Ripples book for this season. Wick burnt black. Saints' recent reports were unfocused, Zavala said with a sigh. Ikora nods from across the office. She stands with her arms crossed tightly over her chest. He suffered through an eternity of battle to keep us safe. Then he comes to the tower and lets his guard down, lets himself care of someone, and that's when he gets hurt. She grimaces. Badly. Zavala shifts in his chair and runs his large hands over his desk. His palms have memorized its every bump, every groove. I'm giving him space, but I don't know what else I can do. I'm not sure if he even believes the real Osiris is hidden away somewhere, but he's out there all the same. He just has to do something. I can understand the feeling, Ikora says quietly. It's what I should have been doing, seeing things my hidden mist, out in the field, putting the pieces together. Her lips curl in disgust, not wasting time in the tower waiting for an attack. Zavala looks up at her and frowns. It's not like you to second-guess yourself. Ikora's jaw tightens. Bitter fire flickers in her eyes. Maybe I should. Her voice is brittle. I brought Osiris. Slavathun inside our walls. Yes, as you did with Mithrax and the House of Light, Zavala counters evenly. But Ikora lowers her eyes. People died for that, too. As Zavala rises from his seat, she turns away. The last thing she wants is to be comforted. She hears him lean against his desk, and a patient silence fills the room. Finally, Ikora lets her arms fall to her sides. When she looks at Zavala, his expression is one of confusion rather than concern. It's been years since I've heard you talk like this, he says. Frustration rises in her. I looked in his eyes, and I didn't see it. Neither did I. None of us did. Zavala's face looks almost serene, which makes Ikora want to hurl a Nova bomb into it. Listen, he says, we have conquered the Cabal in their arenas. We have chased the Hive into their ascendant plane, to vex deep into their network. We've been tricked by the god of trickery, and we have fought the god of war on the battlefield. Zavala's mouth tightens into a grim line. When we go up against the gods, we fight them on their terms. That usually means we take the first hit. We can't choose when that happens, but we can make damn sure we're the ones left standing. He sits back down at his desk and racks a sheaf of papers, as if putting a period on his sentence. Ikora clasps her hands behind her back, then takes a long breath. I'll support him as best as I can, she says. Share all my intel on Osiris. Anything we learned while my hidden were shadowing Crow after he first rose. If Savathun left a trail, I'll find it. I know you will, Zavala says. Ikora allows his words to reach her. I wish there was a way to get him back, she says quietly. Saint or Osiris, Zavala asks, looking up. The hem of Ikora's robe whispers softly across the floor as she leaves his office. This almost certainly feels like it's set up for what we see in the trailer with Ikora and the maps and all the papers that she has on that uh, white that we see in the Witch Queen trailer. This feels like it's direct setup for that, like that her and the Hidden are going to take a starring role for once in an expansion. Yeah. We've heard about the Hidden for years. We've gotten messages from uh, Anor, and we know that Eris was part of the Hidden at one point. What? So can you remind me what the Hidden are? So the Hidden are Ikora's spy network, essentially. Think okay. of it like um, Aldrin, when he was the Prince of the Reef, had his crows, his spies. Uh, 
that's very much what Ikorus people are doing. They keep her informed on all the dealings out there in the world. Uh, Eris was a hidden, for example, and would report to her on what Marasov was doing because Eris had the trust of Marasov. Um, I do feel like this is kind of starting to brace us for the possibility that Osiris is actually completely dead. Yeah. And he's not being locked up like Mad-Eye Moody somewhere. Between this and the Savathun lore that we got a few weeks ago, it definitely feels like we're careening towards that. Mm-hmm. And if that's revealed, I think Saint is the one who ends up doing something really brash and maybe the one who frees Savathun on accident. Yeah. Before Mara is ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely afraid of what's going to happen. I, I don't think Saint is in any danger of being killed off. I do think Crow is in danger at this point, though. Which is weird because they spent. I do think Crow is. They spent so much time. Well, like we've had a whole we've had a whole year with his story now. Um, I, to be clear, I don't think that Crow will be killed off, but I do think there is some level of danger for him now. Yeah, and it's because he's so determined to talk to Sabathu and Amara and Petra are trying so hard to prevent it. It's at some point he's gonna get to talk to her. He's going to find out who he is. Like we've seen Mara's plan is for him to gradually find out who he was and for parts of old Aldrin and Crow to kind of merge together. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Crow wants that. I think as Crow finds out who he was, he's going to be disgusted. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to see the way he acted towards everybody. Yeah. In pursuit of vengeance in pursuit of revenge and is going to say, no, enough is enough. Yeah. Um, the other one that we've got I don't think we've covered this one but uh, if we have we have um, it's for Lawrence Driver I don't think we've talked about the Lawrence Driver yet and it's, it's a short one but uh, I think it kind of gives us also a clue for where we may be going with yeah. part of the 30th anniversary event and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um what about this rifle? Scorso asks over the sound of two brigs moving cargo. Her overseer, a three-armed vandal named Pilksney. Pixley? Pixie? Uh, we're going to say it Pixie. Uh, pulls back Pixie. the drop covering it. I'm saying Pixie. He takes a moment to assess the way the rifle is placed together from non-weapon components, then motions toward where the brigs are walking. Good meals can still spoil, Pixie says. Bring it, but all these spare parts can be left behind. Scorso nods in acknowledgement, but instead of immediately returning to work, she slides up close to Pixie, her eyes darting around the warehouse. Is this really happening, she asks in a whisper. Pixie steps away from her as she sets the rifle down on a nearby crate. Maybe. Two hands in greeting, two hands concealed. It's a matter of survival. Scorso challenges Pixie's avoidance and circles around the crate, four eyes narrow. Spider's scared, she whispers again, isn't he? Pixie quickly leans in. You say that any louder and I can't protect you from what will happen next, he says in a sharp whisper, glancing over his shoulder. Where would we even go, Scorso asks, searching Pixie's many eyes. Her supervisor's answer is a backpedaling shrug. Don't know, Pixie lies and gives her a toothy smile. But like some Elixney say, the light provides. I... This is this is small, but I think this is slightly consequential. We know Spider is furious that we bought Crow's freedom off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been less and less pleased since uh, he used us to clear out the Barons in Forsaken, going back on his deals multiple times, trying to use us for his dirty work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
that is going to come to a head. I mean, we've already we had to kill Spider's brother during the Black Armory stuff. He's the one who tried to do the heist from uh, Scourge of the Past, and he's the one who tried to do the heist in uh, Outbreak. So I do wonder at what point do we fight Spider himself? And surely it won't be until the Tangled Shore is sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, you think it'll be some sort of dungeon? I could very easily see him being a dungeon boss. In fact, I even said, um, you know, I, I said that I felt this could tie in the 30th anniversary content. We know in the 30th anniversary dungeon, Zur is the one giving us the instructions to go through it. Right. What if Spider is trying to pillage it of all of its riches and we have to get Gallagher Horn and kill it? Maybe. Could be. Dude, give him the fucking Tannix chair. Give him the Tannix shank. Oh, God. I just want to see him riding around on it. That would be hilarious. Uh, I'm t- kidding. That also would probably give me nightmares. If Tannix uh, comes, and, if uh, Tannix comes back, dude, at any point. If Tannix comes back, I'm going to hear the choppers of Nam when I spawn in. It's going to be real bad. Uh, but I like this because now even spiders elixni are starting to doubt his leadership which we saw last season as well right when he was ordering them to you know go and sabotage and things like that i think that you have a lot of things that you could do here and i don't know that the spider storyline is going to be resolved right now or if tangled sure will be sunset sometime next year mm-hmm. i do remember them saying they wanted the content to be free for everyone for a while before sunsetting it mm-hmm but then again, I mean, like the Ascendant plane this season, is, when we go in there into the Shattered Realm, it's the EDZ, it's the Dreadnought, and it's the uh, Tangled Shore. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, is the Tangled Shore being sunset? We should probably know here pretty soon. Didn't, I, thought they, it. I thought they weren't sunsetting anything i don't know what they are or aren't doing considering we didn't get any details yeah. i personally don't sunsetting anything but i do think that the edz as this year has shown is basically useless now yeah uh, we're, we're done we did so much there the first couple of years that it doesn't make sense for us to keep returning to that one section of earth <laughs> it makes more sense for us to go to the cosmodrome you or... mean trossland to do our gunsmith bounties real quick and then just leave <laughs> Dude, I, the amount of times I've killed the boss under the church isn't yeah. even funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That, that Lost Sector boss, when he sees me coming, is just like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. But, yeah, man, I don't know. I get think, us out of here. I think, I think Spider, something's going to happen, right? Something's got to happen with Spider, right? Like, it just... I don't know. I feel like something has to happen, but I guess we'll talk about it. On a, on Something's got to happen. They don't plant things like this without having a plan. Yeah. And it's been clear ever since we got crow free that something was going to happen. Yeah. So, so. all right, Josh, we'll get out of here. But now. before we get out of here, oh. we're good though. We may be done with floor corner. There's one more thing. Oh boy. We'll give a shout out to one person in particular, someone that you and I are a big fan of is Bungie's newest community manager. Yeah. Liana Rupert from Game Informer is the new community manager over there at Bungie. We're big fans of you. We like you a lot. Congratulations. Now we get to bug you about where is the TWAB. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I did like that. I did laugh a lot uh, at her tweet uh, when she announced it, saying that uh, 
the amount of wear twab lists that she's been added to already is slightly concerning. Yeah. And it's just like, well, if, you know, and then Cosmo did a poll today. Would you, would anybody wear a shirt if we made one that says where's twab? Mm-hmm. And, uh, what is it? Uh, Tom, uh, Tom Warren from the verge said, no, you need to spell out where twab, like W E A R. Mm-hmm. It's like, God, God damn it, guys. I can't, I can't <laughs> do what that means in this community. Liana, congratulations. We know you've worked really hard for this. We're proud of you. Mm-hmm. Sad to see you leave Game Informer. I always liked reading your coverage over there, but I did too. Very this is this is something that I, I this feel is like a dream job. This is her. I mean, this is the perfect role for her, right? I mean, I just feel like yeah. that's that's yeah. I mean, she she's gonna fit right in. And uh, to be fair, the amount of where's Twab list that she's been added to, she knew what she was signing up for. Oh yeah, you, I feel like you know, like when you go to like when you go to apply there. I wonder when you do the interview, do you have to sign instead of sending an NDA? You have to sign an acknowledgement that you know that you're going to be added to a whole bunch of lists of internet weirdos. Mm-hmm. It's true. I don't know. I I, I really I, I like this though. Um, I always love seeing people from the community and people who cover the game get to go work. I mean, we've talked about it so many times on this show. Luke Smith was. A journalist yeah and then got hired to go do the bungee official podcast and now he's the franchise director right of destiny mm-hmm. like that is just a that's a wild career trajectory right i know like it's crazy i i want to echo something that liana said this week which is always chase your dreams mm-hmm. and absolutely like absolutely like it it will like good things will happen if you keep trying hard enough yeah for sure so uh Corey, get us on out of here. I'm chasing my dream with Tower Casuals, Josh. That's right. This is my dream, too. Yeah. I enjoy it. Maybe maybe someday one of us will work for Bungie. And the other one will be... both of us. Yeah. Maybe maybe Tower Casuals will just become the Bungie official Destiny podcast someday. That's right. That's Mm. right. Look, Mm. Look, Liana follows me. I have an in now at Bungie. I'm in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would never do that. Uh, never. No. Uh, but anyways, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Tower Casuals. You can email the show at TowerCasuals at gmail.com. We want your questions, comments, thoughts. Send them to us. We want them. Okay? We, I, 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 that's something that I aim to do more now is to have more community interaction as I skipped all the social media posts today so that was my fault uh but i do want to have more community interaction if you are listening if you are watching leave a comment email us tweet at us we want it uh you can follow us on instagram now too at tower casuals as well uh yeah i i thank you for your time josh where can we find you at josh underscore finn two n's twitter and twitch baby I did an entire stream accidentally muted the other night. Mm-hmm. It's great. Didn't realize the PS5 auto mutes your microphone. That was great to find out mm-hmm. after three hours of death loop in which I was trying to talk to people and I was narrating what I was doing, you know, talking through how so much of the design is lifted. Ex- when I say lifted, I mean like exactly <laughs> lifted from, from Dishonored 2. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just like, I mean, if it is- ain't broke. I mean, Dishonored 2 is one of the best design games I've ever played. So, yeah, 
Uh, this, I, I, I was telling Corey before the show, if you've not, if you haven't played Dishonored and you have a PS5 or a PC that is capable of running it, I urge you to play it. Do not wait a full year for it to come to Game Pass. Death do not Loop? pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Go you buy Deathloop for sixty dollars. Okay, you said Dishonored, so I was trying to be clear. Dishonored, Deathloop. Play Dishonored two while you're at it. Play Dishonored, Dishonored two, yeah. Death of the Outsider. If you have Pray, Game Pass, play everything Dishon- from Arcane. all the Dishonored games and Prayer on game pass so you could play those too arcane has arcane has never made a bad game in my opinion um death loop is incredible though it's i'm only like three four hours into it and it's like probably in my game of the year conversation already Ooh. i would say it's like this and psychonauts are the far and away leaders yeah so uh definitely 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 go pick it up cool. Corey, where can we find you you can find me at i am cory in hd on Twitter and Instagram. That is C O R E Y I N H D. I am Corey N H D on those platforms. Uh, you can find me hanging around. I'll pro- I I kind of want to start streaming more. I've been thinking about it. Um, it's Corey N H D on Twitch. If you want to follow me there, too. If you want, no pressure. Anyways, I want to thank everybody for watching and/or listening. And until next time, we love you. Goodbye, Guardians. Bye-bye. Goodbye now. Mm. Every time. Every single time.